our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. For who can be likened unto you? There is no one, Lord, in all of the earth, in all of the heavens. You stand high and lofty, the great God, the glorious God. Here we are, humbly standing before you in prayer to give thanks for your mercies, to give thanks for your grace that you have shown to us. We thank you. We can never run out of thanks. Because you are good and your mercies, they endure forever. Be in our presence as we gather to meditate on your word to discuss the truths, the reality of God, your person, and what you have taught us in your word to navigate and walk the path. Yes, Lord. Who are we without you, without your spirit? What can we do? But we thank you for granting us understanding of the mysteries of the kingdom and that by your spirit they are made plain to us. We can understand and live by them. Thank you, Lord. Precious Holy Spirit, I acknowledge you, your sovereignty, your might, your power, and your ability. to bring your people into the inheritance. Yes. Help us even this evening as we share and as we break bread with your people. We receive, we receive all that you have for us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Bless every eye, bless every ear, bless everyone. Who oh, hear your word this evening. And I pray that you may bring forth the counsels in the word of God speak into their lives. A word timely. Yes, Father. If you would, we welcome the manifestations of the Spirit of God that the Church of God may be edified. Hmm. We bless you, Father. We bless you. Amen. 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 Good evening. I trust you are well. I would ask that you switch on your video feeds, please. Thank you. Praise God. I'm sort of perplexed because I have two messages in me and I don't know how to marry them. And I feel that they are both important to you. So I'll try. Amen. I will try. Life is a very harsh and neutralizing terrain. Neutralizing in that when we come into the world, we never really know what to expect and therefore we are at the mercy of those under whose care we are which means whatever limitations they have in knowledge and in their own understanding about life is by virtue of our association and relation with them is transferred to us. So we thus become vulnerable in a sense to the harsh environment of this world. 
and I'm thinking, no one really is born and um, ideal conditions. No one comes into the world under ideal conditions. But as a creature of this world, you have an obligation placed upon you by divine predetermination that you find your way not only to understanding how this world works but also to overcome the limitations of your upbringing, the limitations of your social environment. And it is difficult. Difficult because the tools necessary to achieve these outcomes may not be readily available to us. But that you learn something about God and about earth life. Do you know that everything that man has had to enjoy in life he had to make. He had to make. Whatever a man enjoys was either made for him or made by him. Let's read Genesis Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 You can only have what you make In other words, your only or the expectations that you are entitled to can only come as a result of what you make. So you are born in life. The, the scripture says naked. You were born. He says, you brought nothing into the world. This is, this is very profound. He says, you brought nothing into the world. You. 
When you came in, you came with nothing. Think about that. Which means everything that you've ever had was either made for you or made by you. And that your life and what you accumulate in it will and can only be a function of your own creation, of your own making. And this law is such that you have no one really to blame for unfortunate outcomes or the absence of desires. Let's look at Genesis 1. I want to show you one law that is very, very powerful that even God has to adhere to when it comes to the earth. Remember, when the earth was created, it was created to be inhabited. It was a habitable environment. But the only species that can inhabit earth are those that are comprised of earth's genetic materials. In other words, only that which comprises of Earth's genetic materials, genetic DNA, survives. So God creates the Earth, but when He creates the Earth, He creates environments before He creates the creatures of environments. If you study the scripture, you would realize that for every creature that God created, it was preceded by its environment. The fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the cattle of the earth and everything that creepeth upon the earth. Now, they cannot begin to creep on the earth if there's no earth to creep on. <laughs> they cannot swim in the sea if there's no sea to swim in. They cannot fly in the air if there's no air to fly in. So the environment precede the creatures and from the environment is the genetic code for all creatures. Hence, it's called species. 
So, look at the environment. Look at the earth. Right? The earth is a plain land. It's a plain land. Look at the air. Look at the heavens. Look at the firmament. It's plain. Look at the sea. Unshaped, you know, formless matter. Formless liquid. When you look at the water, when you look at the dirt, you cannot think that something can come out of it. When you look at dirt by itself, when you look at water by itself, you cannot begin to fathom that creatures and species of creatures can come out of the earth, of, of, of these uh, habitations and environments. Yet they do. So, the law of earth is that in the earth everything that must have form must be made. God provides the materials. He provides the resources. He provides the, the tools. Right? Such that if you wanted a tree, I mean, if you wanted a chair and a table, a tree would be available. If you wanted to build, earth would be available. So the materials for what you need are available. So when man looks at life and when we look at life, what should come to mind is the thing that we want and how to make it. I want to say something that I think will be controversial but very true. Everything that man needs to function in this life is already available on this plane. There's nothing that needs to come from heaven in order for man to live out his life. Everything. Everything that you and I need to make a living in life is here. Is not where God is, is here. You never have to leave the earth for you to have your heart's desires met. You never have to leave the earth for you to get what you want. So the problem that we all have, most of us have, is that we are cultured, we are raised with the mindset of 
slavery. The mindset that if it is not made for us, then it will not come to us. But that is a mindset that fights against the nature behind your creation. Every human being is capable of making. The resources required are available. Everyone, every single human being. And here's the issue. The issue is that we have measured or you have measured yourself by the social educational status. You don't need an education in a formal setting to make something. Everything a man possesses is within range. I mean, everything a man requires is within range. Everything you need is within your range. So I, I want to teach you a principle that I, I call determining the outcome. You can determine the outcome of every event, of every predicament, of every circumstance in your life, in your life, in your life. Because remember, you are not given dominion over the will of another, but you are given dominion over your own life, which means you, there's a controlling factor that you possess over outcomes. Over outcomes. Notice I said over outcomes. Not what comes, but over outcomes. So you don't have a choice in what comes, but you can determine the outcome. You can determine what comes out of that which has come into your life, whether it is good or whether it is bad. Hallelujah. And this, this principle involves the marriage of a spiritual and a physical principle. Let's read, um, we'll come back to Genesis. Look at God, look at how God operates, right? Israel were builders. There were slaves in, in, in Egypt, but they were builders because they were used to build some of uh, the Egyptian uh, 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 buildings and Egyptians' work. So they were by nature builders, but when God delivered them, he brought them into an arid land. He brought them into a wilderness. And the purpose for that was to train them to train them on how to operate and function. God told them, I brought you out of, I brought you out of Egypt and brought you into this desert for 40 years that I may test you and try you to see what was in your heart. 
But the outcome of their journey was already determined. It was already determined. And it, did, it, 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 it depended on whether or not they would cooperate with God. If they cooperated with God, the outcome that God had predetermined for them would come to pass. So they move from slavery, from bondage, and they move into the wilderness and finally into the promised land. And you notice that they spent a large number of years in the wilderness because they failed to learn what God requested and required of them, which is to heed his voice. To heed his voice. Within the voice of God comes the power to shape a beginning into a desired end. Let's read Isaiah 46. Hallelujah. Isaiah 46, verse 9. It says, Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Did you hear what he said? He first says, There's no one else. And then he says, there's none like me. There is none like me. Which means there's none that works like God. There's none that thinks like God. There's none that operates like God. There is none like me. There is none like me. Then listen to verse 10. He says, there is none like me declaring. There is none like me declaring. There is none like me declaring so there's no one like God that that declares there is none like me declaring so nobody talks like him so he says there's none like me declaring the end from the beginning God says there is none like me declaring the end from the beginning which means God declares the end of a thing from its beginning. Do you understand that? That means when something begins God has declared its end. So how this thing is going to end this is what makes him God. This is what makes him the only one of his kind. Because he, said, he says something next. He says, and from ancient times, things that are not yet done. He said, from ancient times. He, he, he's the, word, the, the Hebrew word there is, uh, is, is olam. 
or I mean, sorry, it's kadem. It means, it means, it means of old. He's speaking of eternity. He's speaking of time in eternity. He says, I, I declare from eternity, from ancient times, what is not yet done. So what will be done, God has already what? Has already declared. Hmm? What does that mean? How does that work? That he declares what is not yet done, what is not yet accomplished, hallelujah, what is not yet finished, what is yet not consummated, what is yet not concluded, he, he declares it. He declares its finality. How, 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 how? Hmm. Let's read Hebrews. I mean, let's read uh, Romans chapter 4 quickly. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 4 quickly. See the principle that what begins, he declares its end. What is not yet done, he declares its end. Can you see the principle? So, declaring means he utters it. Hmm. He utters it. What is not yet done. So, which means God does not do until he speaks. God does not do until he speaks. So to God, speech precedes action. Speech pre uh, precedes action and, and that order is what determines any outcome, which means the outcome of any beginning, which means any beginning in life, in your life, can have predetermined outcomes. You may not be responsible for the initiation of the beginning, but he says you can be responsible for its outcome. The scripture tells us in Ecclesiastes that the end of a thing is greater and better than its beginning. So th there's a work there. There's a, there's a principle. There's a foundation of, of operating in life that seems to be governing the operations of God and thereby necessitates that this same principle governs the operations of man let's let's look at uh, roman chapter chapter uh, 4 please as it is written 
I have made thee a father of many nations. What, what was it written? I have made thee. When God met Abraham, Abraham had no child. Abraham's first encounter with God was at the age of 75. He had no child. And God said to him, I have made thee a father of many nations. When as yet he had no child, God said to him, I have made thee a father of many nations. Which, which implies that without that speech, without that declaration from God, there would be no end or conclusion in Abram's predicament. The words God spoke paved the path for the reality that Abraham experienced. I'm going to repeat that. The words that God spake paved the path for the reality that Abraham experienced, which means without the speech of God, there can be no path towards a destiny. So all destiny, all parts of life are consequences of what was declared. Declaring from ancient times what is not yet done, which means what he declared is going to be done. Even if that thing was not going to be done, but because he spoke it, it must be done. So in, in the spirit, the materials, the raw materials for making anything is in speech. In the earth, the raw materials for making is in action. So action is in the earth what words are in the spirit. So without words, there cannot be any action. So God speaks before he does. The actions of God, the activities of God come from the speeches, the declarations of God. So God's first work in achieving or accomplishing anything is that he must first assign a word over it. So if God does not assign a word over it, that particular matter, that particular thing is, is not priority. So we know about the priorities of God by the declarations of God. We know what God prioritizes by what he declares. So what is hidden, what he does not speak, he does not intend to do. So God, by nature, will not do anything he has not spoken first. 
which seems and implies that action is energized by words. That you are halothrana. Let me make this deeper. It seems and it is implied by what we are discussing that really action, action cannot be, oh, how can I put this? Ability is given by words, which means words transmits ability. So you are, you, are, you are incapable of doing anything until it is spoken. Okay, look at, look at, look at, look at um, Gideon. The scripture tells us that he was from a family that was the least in Israel. And he in his family was the least. So he was the least among the least. And when the angel of the Lord met him, he said, Oh, you mighty man. Mm -hmm. He says, Go in this thy strength, for you as one man shall make an end of the Midianites. Mm -hmm. This list. Which means all this time, there was what? There was might in potential within Gideon. But until the words came, that might could not be activated. That ability to do could not be activated. Which, which, which implies that any situation, any beginning in your life can have an predetermined outcome just on the basis of the speeches and the declaration that comes out concerning it. Now I'm going to show you I'm going to show this to you in the Bible. Think about it. Words are the only non-physical matter, the only non-physical uh, uh, force material that has potency. With words man can bruise you. Words can harm you. Words can hurt you. Words can make you feel pain. That a physical instrument may never. Words. Yet, you can't see them. They have no physical footprint. But they are like the wind. <laughs> you don't know where it comes from. You don't know where it goeth. But you feel its power. You feel its impact. When the trees are being rattled, when buildings are being rattled, when leaves and dust is flying off, you feel it. It's the wind. Yet you can't see it. You cannot say the wind is not real. You cannot say the wind does not exist because you see its impact. In the same way, you cannot say that words do not possess power because you feel their impact. You go married because of words. You move location because of words. Hmm. 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 
Mm. You remain stagnant and idle and stagnated in life because of words. Mm. The outcomes of your life were shaped by the words that you spoke and the words that you accepted. You would not have married without words. You would not have divorced without words. Words are the precursor to reality. Because words impact the emotion, the feeling. If words can impact the emotion, which means words have the ability to change energy in a man. Words have the ability to change energy in a man. Because what is emotions about energy in motion, right? Energy expressing itself. And what can stimulate emotions and, and the energy within you is words. So could it be that every outcome that you've ever faced in your life resulted in it being that way because of the words you spoke or did not speak or the words that you have accepted? Could it be that every path you have walked upon was shaped and created by words? Because if he declares the end from the beginning, it means words have the power to shape an outcome. Now let's read this, let's read this. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. I have made, I have made, I have made. When did he make him? God said, I have made, I have made in the mind of God, Abraham was not fatherless. Abraham had a multitude of seed of descendants. Why? He declares the end from the beginning. So the beginning of his encounter, Abraham had no child. But God said, I have made thee a father of many nations. What was he doing? He was now beginning to negotiate and bend Abraham in the direction of a reality that God had already created for him. You only go where, you only go where it is spoken for you. So let's read. I made the father of many nation, nations before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead. God who quickeneth the dead. God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. 
what is he saying? He's, he says, God calleth those things which do not exist. That's what he's saying. He, he, he calls the things that do not presently exist. Like for instance, no seed, no, no child existed in Abraham's life. There was no child. But God called forth a nation and nations from Abraham as though they already existed. So God was saying, there's a principle behind his operation. He calleth those things which do not exist as though they existed. Huh? It's the same as declaring from ancient times what has not yet been done. But this time, it's not that it's going to be done. It's that he's calling it as though it already exists. So in the mind of God, Isaac already existed. Jacob already existed. Oh Lord God Almighty. Yes, 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 yes. They already existed. The sons of Jacob already existed. Israel already existed. In the mind of God. Because, because. Can we go deeper into this? Can I show you a mystery behind this? Because remember, the scripture tells us that Jesus Christ is the seed of Abraham. And Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am in other words when God was saying to Abraham I called you a father of many nations in his mind Jesus was in mind because at that time at which God spoke to Abraham who had no child Jesus was already alive because the word of God so it is it is in in that context that when God speaks to Abraham he's speaking because the end of what God spoke was the materialization of Jesus so the word becoming flesh was already included in God saying I have made you. God could not have said I am going to make you because if he said I'm going to make you it would presuppose that Jesus is not alive but Jesus said before Abraham was I am he rejoiced to see my day So God proves his faithfulness to us in that he spoke to Abraham before he had a child knowing surely that there was a savior to come who was already alive. So God is telling you when I'm talking to you what I have planned is already alive. What I have purposed for you is already there. It exists. All you need to do is come on board. Is buy on the agenda. The word of God shapes aeons. It shapes aeons. It shapes generations through which man and God's purposes are founded and expressed. So God calls those things which be not as though they were. So when God looked at Abraham, he said, you are not Abraham. You're not an assumed father. You are Abraham, the father of many nations. And for Abraham to see that word fulfilled, guess what? He waited 25 years.
Why? Because he struggled to believe. How can this be? How I, I, I'm old. And guess what? What God spoke to him 25 years ago. Years are passing. The body is degrading. Yet God said, I've made your father many nations. Isaac came 25 years after God spoke that word. 25 years. When he was 90 years old. Could it be that the struggle in life is really the struggle to believe God? That our greatest struggle that we need to endure and overcome is the struggle to truly believe what God has said. Because what God has said is truth. It is reality. So if he calls, what does not exist? Look at your life now. There are things that do not exist. They are just not there. Yet, yet calling them brings them into existence. You don't understand what the scripture is saying. He's saying what does not exist is made to exist by calling. By calling. Existence becomes by words. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. You will understand why I am so engrossed. I love, I love Genesis. Look at Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 please. Hallelujah. And God said and God said let us make he said let us make the word then is a Hebrew word it means it, 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 it's, it's Asa Asa is a a preparatory expression so when God said let us make he was saying let us prepare let us make notice why didn't God why didn't God just make man why didn't God just make God could do it. No, he could not. God, I need to make this strong. God can't make anything 
God can't create anything until he speaks. God is disabled, incapable until he speaks. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and nothing was made. You understand that? Nothing was made that was made without him. Which means without the word, God himself can't do anything. Because I often ask myself, God, what? I mean, you can... And, 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 and I realize God God is dependent on his word his word is his functionality his word is his ability so if he does not speak the ability to do does not come So the word of God is the ability of God. The operational functionality of God. So he has to say before it becomes. So he says, let us make man. Let us make man in our image. Let us make. Let us, what did God say? Let us, let us make. Read the, net, uh, the, uh, the next verse, verse 27. So God created, notice that. God said, let us make. Now God is creating. God said, didn't he say, let us make? Making and creating are two different words. So God said, let us make. But then now, in his action, he's creating. So God said, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God, created he, him. Male and female created he, them. Hmm. So, so now the emphasis is on creation. Hallelujah. Words create. Actions make. Words create. Actions make. Let me let me show this to you in 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 in, in a practical analogy. God said, I've made thee a father of many nations, which means God created him as a father of many nations. But what made him a father of many nations? What made him a father of many nations? It was the action and acting on the word. If Abraham does not sleep with Sarah, Isaac does not come. If Abraham does not have intercourse with Sarah, Abraham does not come. 
I mean, Isaac does not come. And if Isaac does not come, Jesus does not come. So the word that was came through what? Through the actions of man. So God said, notice, he said, let us make and then now he creates. And then I want to show you that on God, God can only create in the spirit. Creation is an operation that is exclusive to the spirit world. When it comes to the earth, you must make because on earth is the raw materials for anything that must be what so creation is expressed through what through making so if you are going to create something you're going to create it in your mind in the spirit but you're going to make it on earth god himself is bound by that law so the scripture tells us God created man. He created him. But guess what? The man God created was not the man that was on earth. Because the man that God created, oh, let, let, me, let me read it to you. Let me read it to you. Genesis chapter 2. Genesis Chapter 2, verse 7. Verse 7. And the Lord God formed. The Lord God formed. Now, this God, is He not spirit? Is God not spirit? God is a spirit, right? And this man that he said he was going to make and create was in his own image, right? But this man was not going to live in heaven, right? This man was going to live on earth, right? And that man was going to need a house, right? And that house was going to be his body, right? So God being a spirit could not, Masai Torah, could not create and fashion the body of a man by his words. God being a spirit could not, did not create or make, he could not speak Adam's body into existence. He could not say body be. He could create man by his speech, but he could not make man by his speech. So in order for that which he created to materialize, he had to make, which means God for the first time in, in, oh Lord God Almighty, help me. God for the first time as God, the first thing he ever used his hands for was the formation of the physical body of man. 
it's like you 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 can say i i i let us let us make money but if you don't make it with your hands that's why he does not say i bless the i bless the works of your mouth he says i bless the works of your hands why why does he bless the work of your hands because without the works of the hands the works of the mouth will not be manifest so if God does not use his hands to form the body of man out of clay, notice out of clay, notice the creation of man was from the spirit of God. The spirit of God hath made me in the breath of the almighty hath given me understanding. But the making of his body was made from clay, the raw materials from where that man was going to leave. He did not take from heaven. He used the materials from where that man was going to leave and God used his bare hands. God got dirty. God got his hands dirty to bring forth his creation. God got his hands dirty to bring forth his creation. Have you soiled your hands to bring forth your desires? Have you soiled your hands? Have your hands been put to work? Maybe that's the reason why there is an inconsistency of materialization of blessing and manifestation of outcomes and desires. It's because you speak but your hands are not working. You, you, you wish but your hands are not working. Look at God. After he said, let us make man. The man was a thing of his creation. I want you to realize. I want you to realize. The, the man came from him. The man came from him. The birds of the air did not come from God. By God. The beasts of the field did not come from God. The fish of the sea did not come from God. It came from the namesake, the sea. It came from the earth. It came, do you understand? But this man came from God. It came from God. So there was demand on God to do, to produce because he said to the earth produce and the earth produce. He said to, this, to the firmament produce and the firmament produce. He said to the seas produce and the seas produce. Now he's talking to himself and he says produce. What must he do? He must produce and guess what? He does not go to heaven to produce. He goes to way to the earth he goes to the earth the same thing oh god almighty the earth did not go to heaven to produce the firmament did not go to heaven to produce the sea did not go to heaven to, to produce it produced from its own which means what is yours must come from your own production. What is yours will not come from you. You cannot give birth to another man's child. You can only and are only capable of giving birth to your own child. Do you understand? Which means what is yours must come from you. If you want money, it will come from you. My God, if you want a house, it will come from you. If you want a career, it will come from you. If you want wealth, it must come from you. Do, do, do you understand that? It must come from you. Which means after you have spoken the things which be not as though they were you must get to work brother you must get to work system you must fold up your shirt and begin to get to work 
because God did the same thing. He spoke and then he got to work. He spoke and then he got to forming. He spoke and then he got to my God, my God, my God, my God. You've got creations waiting to manifest, but all you've done is that you've spoken, but you've not gotten your hands soiled. If God had created man and never formed him of the dust, Abraham, Adam would remain a spirit. Adam would remain a spirit till today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'm teaching you to determine outcomes. Look at your life right now. You can determine its outcome. You can determine what will come after this. You speak. My God, he said, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and it shall be done for you. Do you understand that? But after you have spoken, my brother and my sister, you gotta get to work. You gotta get to work. Words precede action. But without action, there's no materialization. You can have whatever you want. You can have whatever you want. You can speak it into existence and you can work it into materialization into manifestation. Yes. Learn to use words creatively. Learn to use words constructively. Learn it. When you see there's something in your life that's a necessity that's missing, call it. Jesus said the same thing. He said, abide in me and my words abide in you and you shall call for whatever you want. You shall call for whatever you want. You shall call for whatever you want. If my words abide in you, you will call for whatever you want and it shall be done for you. It shall be done, it shall be made, it shall be poyeod, it shall be genomide for you. Words were given. Your voice, your mouth was given to you by God to frame, to create, hallelujah, to correct your aeons so that if there's anything out of alignment or if there's anything that is not in existence that should be there, that you should call it. The moment you call it and it exists, you have now the potentials, the ability to bring it to pass. Is this not what prophecy is? The declaration of an end before it is ever done. God, by giving you a mouth, has made you a prophet over your life. You can look and say, my future is bright. And my path shines brighter and brighter even unto a perfect day. You can look at your life and say, the lions are fallen unto me in pleasant places. I have a goodly heritage. 
I walk the path of glory. I walk the path of wealth. I walk the path of the wise. And after you have said it, you walk it. That's why he says, he that does not swear to his own hurt. He says, he shall dwell in Mr. Benical. The one who says and does. That's what we refer to as integrity. When they say your word is your bond. Did he not say let your yes be yes and your no be no. Anything more than this is from the evil one. Because he understands the transactionary nature of words. The transactionary nature of words. Words are transaction systems. That's why he says, take heed what you hear. Take heed the words you listen to. Hallelujah. And God formed. He formed. He formed. Think about it. Think about it. Allah Sothrahana Grana. God being a spirit. He formed a physical materiality. He formed. How is it possible? Which means spirits can form the physical. The spirit world, the spirit realm can form the physical. God formed. God being a spirit formed. He formed. He formed. Being a spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You can determine outcomes. Yesterday I showed you how all things work together for your good, right? By incorporating the help of the Spirit of God in your life. And that help is manifested in the place of prayer, in the place of intercession. And he said, taking the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, where is that sword wielded? Is in the place of prayer. Be conscious of the words that are inspired to you in prayer. Those are words of creation, words of advancement, words of progress that's why i tell you learn remove the problem why god said to me the reason why many of my people cannot hear my voice is because they are too attached to emotionalism remove emotionalism in prayer you will hear the voice of god as clear as crystal you are too emotional when you get into prayer. Leave the weirdness. Leave the gimmicks. Are you listening to me? Leave all those things and you'll find God. You'll find the voice of God. Because it is the gimmicks that we think makes us look spiritual that hinder the penetration of the voice of God in our lives. There's a difference in being honest and true and being emotional and fanatic. The fanatics in charismatic circles is what has robbed many of the blessings of the voice of God. 
because we think God is in the jerking. We think God is in the loud noises and the loud sound. We think God is in all those things. Go ask Elijah where he found the voice of God. He said it was in a still small voice. In a still small voice. How can you hear that voice if you are loud, erratic, and oh my God, and emotional? How? Because the God you're looking for is right where you are. You need to pay attention. You need to pay attention. Put aside. When you go to God, put aside emotionalism. Put aside emotion. Go as you are. He said he is close to the contrite and broken in spirit. And broken in spirit. Father. Homanta igarabadila. Sonanta gabrahaliga safadila. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. For the word. So, God, you have loved us to reveal such things to us, such truths to us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for working. Yes, in the expression of the revelation of God to the people. Thank you, Lord. I pray this word be rooted in their hearts to realize. That it is not by might, it is not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. The spirit is in the word. Are you listening to me? The spirit is in the word. The words that I speak are spirit and their life. The words. The words, he did not say the spirits are the words. He said the words are the spirit. The words are the spirit. The words, the spirit is in the word. Mantakaprahati Sandam. The spirit, may God give you light. The spirit is in the word. Mantaparaktosai. That's why he says, He whom God has sent speaketh the words of God. And God does not give the spirit by measure unto him because the spirit is in the words. The spirit is in the word. So if you want to release the spirit, get to speaking. Be not drunk with wine, ways in excess, but be filled by the spirit speaking. Be filled by the spirit speaking what? The word. Speaking what? The word. Speaking what? The word. Speak the word. Speak the word. The centurion said to Jesus, speak only the word and my servant shall be healed and Jesus said I have not seen such great faith no even in Israel I have not seen such great faith speak only the word speak only the word and guess what in matters In matters where the cause of issues was, was unseen, the word dealt with it efficiently. <sighs> Which means as you speak, there are things that are spiritual causes behind the beginning of your predicament situations. He says that you speak, they will be addressed. The spirit is in the word. The spirit is in the word. The spirit, 
the power, the force, the life, the glowing, the majesty, it's in the word. It's in the word. The spirit is in Mantakarida Zabaniti Gaizo Van Zaina Manashailabada. Is in is in the word. Lift up your hands and bless God for a few minutes. Bless him. Bless him right now for such words. Bless him for this message. Bless him, bless him, Mantakabrahada. Deliverance has come into someone's household. Freedom has come into someone's life. Emancipation has arrived. Mondabaramanda, the day of lifting has arrived. Mandorabadahadakia, the shackles are being broken loose off of you. The yokes are being destroyed off of you. Shandamara nano samanta, imanta kaparono sevida. The word is becoming flesh to someone here tonight. The word is becoming flesh. I see a dematerialization of diseases. Hinda branza vrasada banja. Levranza gradabanzudabahaya. I see fibroids dissolving and melting out of your body. Linka paronta parasata. Amanda, I see the Lord returning oil into your joints. Arthritis is being driven away. Manda, the word, the word. Manta kaparusanda. Ambri, I see poor eyesight being corrected. In shai, in shai, in shai, in shai. Mandiga branzo dogobahaya. Man shaprando saprata kunza Libanda, the spirit is working on your intelligence. The spirit is working on your intelligence. Mantaka paradia. Oh, bless him right now. Bless him right now. The blessings of God are flowing your way. Mantale savalia. The gates of blessings are open. Inale, inale, inale. Speak only the words of God. This is the sword of the Spirit. This is the sword of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Spend time, take time. Play this message again. Play it over and over. Play it. Let the Spirit of God minister to you. Ideas, strategies, exit strategies. Advancement strategies, progress strategies, San Barano Sandagitra. As you are where you are right now, you can have your future delivered to you. Yes. Do not accept the status quo. 
Do not. Do not accept it. Rise above it. He said, lift up your eyes and see. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes and see. Lift up your eyes and see. Your light is come. Lift up your eyes and see. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Lift up your eyes and see. See, see, see. Lift up your eyes and see. Your future is greater, is better, and is perfected. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things that are not yet done. God bless you. Enjoy the, the rest of your evening. I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, good night. Good night.